All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Jake, what didn't you do this week? This week? This week, what didn't you do? Uh, you didn't send me any stuff, clips man. of comedy. You didn't send me any of your comedy clips. Oh, so once God, again, I yeah. posted a clip of my comedy, because uh, we're going to post comedy little bumps during the week, and you never sent me anything. Oh, man. Okay, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you two, man, one for the next two weeks. I apologize to the listeners. Now, I, I had kind of a crazy week, man. I, I, I quit my job at the steakhouse, and now I'm back to doing real estate, so I was just kind of running around doing stuff for that. I, I totally... Uh, oh, talk about that a bit. What, uh, what's going on? Do you just... Uh, what, uh, t- tell us your story, my friend. Tell us your story. I, I mean, there's not much of a story, man. I, I, I just didn't like the, the shifts I was getting. Real estate picks up a little more during the summer. Uh, I, I'm living at my girlfriend's place, so I, I don't need to make as much rent. So, so you can leech off her. You're mooching now. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm paying for half of a one bedroom as opposed to you know just a, a room and a two bedroom, and so it it makes it it makes it quite a bit cheaper. So there's there's not that uh, that pressing like I need to make plenty this month. If I, if I if I have kind of a slow month, the, the month before will carry over. I mean, I do want to kind of find it. A, a, a nine to five that's just during the day during the week so yeah, i can, yeah, I can yeah. do comedy the rest of the time and that's that's more my goal but i'm i'm, I'm doing real estate sort of as, as a temporary thing in between now and then now didn't didn't the, the girlfriend get you the hook you up with the steakhouse did they uh did you leave on good terms it wasn't like yeah uh, yeah I, I left on good terms man it was uh it was it, it was a fun job man it was fun people i i got drunk for free a lot there man that was that was good there you go all right well, uh, this week I have uh, one thing I want to discuss with you because I'm not sure what you're going to say about it, but I think you might find it interesting. And then I found another story that I, I need to look up again because I literally just saw the headline right before you called me. I'm like, what? So I'll have to look it up. Um, but uh, the first thing I wanted to... So I uh, was reading Bloomberg Business Week, and you know the Zika virus, is that how you say it? Zika virus? Zika? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all in the news, and everybody's freaking out. It's this year's uh, swine flu, this year's uh, avian bird flu, this year's Ebola. It's what we're all getting afraid of this year. Yeah. So, dude, this is the fucking freakiest. So I read a news story about it and what they're doing to prepare for the Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. And um, one thing they're doing is they <laughs> they have the technology scientists have been studying and i assume the article didn't say but i would assume it's an association with uh, malaria um mosquito eugenics um, mosquito eugenics yeah the sterilization of mosquitoes so what they do is they they genetically alter male mosquitoes and they can make anywhere from 60,000 to 2 million mosquitoes a day and release them into the wild and these male mosquitoes go breed with female mosquitoes, and then the offspring all die. Like, she has her babies, and they all just, like, you know, last a day or a couple hours or whatever it is. But- See, I'm not, I'm not that much of, a, of an anti-mosquito extremist. I support making them have to pay child support on all those mosquitoes. You know what I mean? I, I think that would curb... That would curb the, uh, the the mosquito population, but in, a, in an ethically and responsible way. You hold the male mosquitoes accountable in court for uh, uh, monthly payments for each one of those 10,000 to 1 million offspring. And I think they'd pull out quite a bit more, honestly. 
Yeah, but I'm just I'm just baffled by the science of it all. Like the idea that you can take a mosquito and genetically modify it. I mean, what does that tell you they can do with humans or bears or dogs? I mean, we already know they can clone whatever the fuck they want. But when I read that article, oh I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ, that's insane to think. I mean, we're talking about a mosquito. Like, I, I, I if, if they had said they could genetically alter, you know, a dog, I would be like, okay, that makes sense. It's a dog. It's a big, giant, doesn't, not giant, but you know what I mean? It's big enough that you could right. get in there and look around. But this is a goddamn mosquito that they can alter using, you know, microscopic surgery. I don't know how they alter the DNA, but to the point where all the offspring die. It's not so much that... I, I can't even wrap my fucking head around it. I'm not even trying to make jokes about it. I'm just... They're genetically altering goddamned mosquitoes. Well, and, I, I saw a TED Talk a while ago that was from a scientist who was... His group was working on being able to genetically modify fetuses in the womb to where they'd basically be better at being people more or less they'd have a higher resistance to diseases they'd be stronger they'd be more more cognitive that kind of thing and it, it was it was sort of like the, the movie Gattaca I don't know if you ever seen the movie Gattaca you remember no. that well I haven't seen it was that uh, the couple that eventually got married and then divorced Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman yeah yeah real good movie basically it, it, it takes place in the future and it in the future in this movie, rich people can afford to genetically alter their kids. And so the kids are rich people. Not only do they have the advantages of having money and shit, but they're, they're also, they're smarter. They're, they're, they're better at doing things They're you know, and so it's hard for people to get jobs if you're not, I mean, they, they more or less test your DNA to make sure like you're genetically, uh, superior to the rest of the population, and so it, it creates this whole new kind of class thing, and and, and that's kind of what the, the the TED talk went into a little bit was was sort of the the questions between that. But I I had sort of the opposite thought when I saw that was I was like I think it might kind of suck to be one of the genetically altered rich kids because I I think what bites most of us in the ass as far as succeeding in life is not oh, I wish I could memorize this many things in med school or I wish I could lift this, or lift this much weight or I wish I wasn't sneezing as often as I am. I think what bites us in the ass is free will. You know what I'm saying? And as much as you alter your kid genetically to be able to do really good shit, doesn't mean he's going to use those things to become <laughs> a brain surgeon. Like, That's a good what point. If, what if, like, you know, I, and he's going to be even more pissed off because he paid like a million dollars for you to have these genes. And so he's just going to call up every month and badge you like, really? I gave you that, like, Einstein brain and you're using it to memorize bass chords? Like, like not even a guitar, <laughs> not even a hard instrument to play. It's just like, that's every song you do. You're in a goddamn reggae band. It sounds the same every time. And I, 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 I gave you the, 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 the muscle genes and now you're a vegan. So you're just kind of skinny anyway. <laughs> and God damn it, son. I'm not saying that I have a problem with you bringing your life partner home for Thanksgiving. I am certainly a more progressive man than, than my father. But I paid for you to have a 13-inch dick. 
you could have at least been a top. It's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You're squandering my fortune that I've given you. I gotta argue with you on one thing there. Um, bass guitarists gets made. They get made fun of a lot, but they technically are the most important instrument in the band. It has been determined. Because by who? By musicians, because they control everything. What? What? By, by by the the National League of Bass Players? Like with no, the, I'm, <laughs> they, if you that? break it down, they control everything because they are the root of what's being played. Now there are what you described. There there are a lot of bad bass players out there that just do go thump 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 thump. But the whole point of the bass is that it keeps the beat in time with the drums. But it also uh, parallels the melody, so it can be a harmonic or it can just be a boring. So if the bass player in a C chord decides to play an A, suddenly that changes the tone of the entire band. It's the the bass controls both the melody and the rhythm and the the holds the beat and you know whatever the bass has to go, the singer has to. They, they, they have to work in conjunction with one another. The melody, the guitar chord, the bass. Oh, so you're saying they're basically like the. Uh... The the, uh, the the orchestrator. Yeah. The, like the, guy, the guy in front of the symphony with the little sticks. Their conductor. Sting gave an interview when they told him that. He goes, well, why do you think I decided to play bass? I'm the singer. I have a big ego. I want to control everything. I'm controlling the bottom end and the top end. They all have to follow me. And it's like, motherfucker. I didn't even know Sting played the bass, man. That was his thing with the police. He was the singer-bass player. See, one thing you have to know, if we're going to get into music debates i don't know dick about music so yeah if there's any bass players out there listening to what i'm saying uh getting ready to write you know like angry facebook messages or whatever i uh i concede i i've never really played any instruments so uh i i, I don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i just picked it because it seemed like it was the easiest instrument and i i've always heard people kind of say that i don't know playing bass is the easiest instrument Oh, it can be, yeah. That's why I picked it up when I was a kid. I couldn't understand the guitar, but the bass, I just took a natural... I went to the Berkeley College of Music for a couple uh, years, for three really? semesters. Yeah. Yep, that was my thing. Plus, your, your attack on the bass guitar also was, in my mind, a little derivative of Doug Stanhope doing the same joke. When did he do that? Uh, I can't remember what album it was on, but he, uh, he talks about the bass player having the easiest job. And I don't know if Doug realized he did it, but he did a Van Halen bass line um, when he when he goes, all oh, the bass player has to go is, uh, and I can't remember, but he makes the sound, and I'm like listening to it, and I like, and I searched out the Van Halen song at the time, I'm like, he's basically doing a Michael Anthony bass line, and I thought that was funny, and I don't know if he did it on purpose. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I gotta go back and listen to some of those old albums, man. Probably could have been a uh, uh, unconscious steal. It might have been. It might have been. I stole that for the podcast, man. For the for, for the listeners, I apologize. So here's the headline. I looked it up. Um, I don't think we have anything else to say about mosquito eugenic. Do you eugenics? Uh, well, like okay. Just, one thing. One thing I'm thinking though. Is shit other like than that it freaks to, me the fuck out. Well, it, it just, shit like that tends to evolve, man. So what if you go in there and you do this to play around with it? But then I, I I don't know they just they, they get really good at fucking they're just like right, we're, we're gonna fuck like a lot because they're I I don't know well, what they do overdo is, this it's like antibiotics I would think um, you know we have all these antibiotics that uh, or say say back in the day we have disease germs spread people die so someone says ooh, ooh wash your hands oh okay so then you have uh, germs that are resistant to hand washing so they're like oh we'll create antibiotics. And now we have like super germs that are antibiotic resistant 
and you know nature always evolves so say we create mosquitoes that you know can't exist they 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 they, they fuck and then the babies don't get born but what about after say i don't i want to make this up 5 years instead of 100% of the mosquitoes that are born dying only 95% do and then you have 5% super mosquitoes and then suddenly the super mosquitoes start breeding and then you have these fucking powerful mosquitoes that take over right that's kind of what's happening with antibiotics man yeah exactly that's why i, I compared another, it to that yeah yeah I, that, that is i, I saw that uh, ted talks on that too we've been over prescribing them and so they're just uh going out of control man yeah it's, it's scary uh, it pisses me off too because my children have been on them a couple times and I always get hesitant when they say, oh, he's got this, we're going to put him on antibiotics. I'm like, okay, isn't that part of the problem? Like, I've got a good pediatrician who talks me through it each time and says, no, if it was this, I wouldn't put him on antibiotics. It's not just a doctor that goes, oh, it's a sniffle, let's put him on it. But yeah, what you're saying is, is there are doctors out there that do that. They just throw antibiotics at every problem so that the diseases mutate to the point where, oh, now they're resistant because we overprescribed. What the fuck is that noise? What noise? Oh, you can't hear that? I wonder if the Oh, wait, hear. no, I did. Was it like a high-pitched ring? Yeah, and there's someone talking. It's like I'm, we're on a CB radio frequency. Someone was just literally... I hope it, it recorded, too, because there was some guy just... I couldn't make out what he was saying, but we, we're, we've landed on a CB radio frequency somehow. Dude, either that or your hotel room is haunted. Well, that, too, probably by a truck driver. <laughs> yeah, he, he he had a heart attack while he was shoving into a uh, lot lizard meth head <laughs> prostitute, and he died, man. And my, now he's in there just grunting. My hotel, by the way, I, I never name hotels because I don't ever want to get in trouble, but it's supposed to represent like a ski lodge, and it's very beautiful. It's, it's aesthetically beautiful because they have uh, everything. It's fake wood. And it's supposed, to, like I said, a ski lodge. Except it's all plastic because you're not, and, and the chair I'm sitting in is meant to look like an old timey chair, like carved, hand carved where you took sticks and you bolted them together or, you know, and it's as uncomfortable as fuck. It might be beautiful to look at in a picture like, oh, look at this old timey chair. It's made out of a tree, but Jesus Christ, does it just, no, there's a reason we have cushions now. Yeah, it's, it's the saying. same thing with hand-carved sex toys. You know, they, they, they look really cool in the store. <laughs> and you're like, this is fancy. This is like the kind that my and grandma then you has on, on, her, uh, on, on, on her ottoman. You know what I mean? Like hanging above the uh, the fireplace or whatever. But it's just it's not the same, man. You got to go with plastic or glass. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, this is the headline that, that caught my eye. And it's a – I don't know if it's a – I guess they blurred his face, so it could be the guy. Um, Dateline. I can't tell if it's it's somewhere Slovak. Is it uh, Ukraine? I don't know. But uh, punk rocker, age twenty three, murdered his twenty two year old girlfriend. Oh, there it is. South Ru- Southwest Russia uh, stabbed her more than fifty three times. Then. Okay, here's where it gets fun. Cut off her head, put on a dress of hers, and started having sex with her head. Wow. Bath salts. That's what did it. He was on uh, bath salts, the zombie thing that uh, that used to, that in Florida had people eating one another, turning cannibals. So, yeah, he uh, cut off her head and fucked her head. It doesn't say whether or not he was uh, fucking her up the neck hole or in the mouth, though. Yeah, it's just sloppy journalism. 
Yeah, at, at that point, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to write a story, like I said, the headline caught my eye, so I wanted to read the story to the listeners, and, well, it's kind of just a gross, you know, I don't think anybody needs to hear or read this story about it. He's a punk rocker, well, I want to put that the, point that out. The thing about that is, is, is the article really trying to, like, blame the bath salts for this? Uh, just mentions that in past, he was drinking and had taken bath salts, synthetic okay. drugs such as that uh, on the night of the murder. Okay, good. I, I hate it when something like this happens because it happened with that homeless guy that ate that guy's face. Yeah, they were like he was on bath salts, terrible, terrible bath salts—the drug that makes you want to eat people. It's like okay, I feel like a lot of people do that drug, but this is the only guy that's done that shit. You know what I mean? How right. do you know? Like. Was it the bad salts that made him cut his girlfriend's head off and fuck it? Or did he decide, I'm going to get cut off my girlfriend's head and fuck it and make it more fun? I'm going to get liquor and bath salts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think <laughs> it's like it's clearly, I feel if, if we did a scientific test on this, let's get 100 people in a room and give them bath salts. Now, right down on a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you want to cut off a woman's head and fuck the neck hole or the mouth hole, whatever the case may be? Could be uh, an ear hole. He, I'm he guessing it's going to be. Dick. Just uh, let's go with cut off anyone's head in general. We don't even need to go there. <laughs> you know, I would be willing to bet that basically no one. Like, I'd be surprised if one out of that hundred person was just like, yeah, I was, I was a good kind loving family man before i did a couple lines of bat salts but now i can't think about anything other than uh cutting off heads and eating faces and fucking neck holes and mouth holes and all kinds of holes you know just just as long as it's a severed head that's all that's all i care now that i'm a bat salt demon you know i agree with you to a point but i having never tried them i mean i don't know how because they're they're, they're like acid to the power of 10. Like, it really fucks with your brain. So you might not even realize you're doing it because I've never taken ecstasy, but everybody says when you take ecstasy, all you want to do is just sort of heavy petting. You know, you don't even want to fuck. You just, you just like the idea of touching things and texture feels good. And so... If this right, is like, I mean, the only guy who I've ever well, this seen could be cut like someone's head off and fuck it on ecstasy, that guy had problems before he took the ecstasy, so well, yeah, yeah, same yeah, kind yeah. of deal. But I'm just saying, you might. I'm not making excuses, lock him up, throw away the key, not saying, oh, well, he was on bad salts, let's let him, you can go free, young whippersnapper. Well, no, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't want him to take this and be like, oh, it's the drug's fault. I'm not saying bad salts is a good drug or whatever. Like, I'm not it's saying it's the combination. It. You put something bad into someone insane, and that's where the the, the bad shit happens. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's if it wasn't bad salts, it would have been something else. You know, it, it would have been. I I think this guy clearly was was disturbed enough that it. it if it wasn't this, he would he would have gotten some coke or some crank or fucking something. And and he would have gone nuts on it, man. Most likely. Well, speaking of insane, let's transition into uh, probably final topic of the podcast. We are uh, post one day from Donald Trump canceling his speech in Chicago. The protesters shut him down. There was so many. There were so many people coming out to yell "fuck you, Trump," that uh, they shit canned the entire thing. Jake, thoughts? Yeah, I, I actually looked it up and was watching some of the, the live footage from in there that was, well, I mean, not as it was live, but I, I some of the stuff, that it was just the unedited stuff that was streaming live at the time. And I, honestly, it made me kind of embarrassed to be on the side that 
does it like Trump, to, I to be honest with you. I am happy you said that because I was feeling the same way and I, I didn't know which way you were going to go with it. That's why I let you go first. That's why I asked for your thoughts because I thought I was going to be the counter to you. But no, we're on the same page. I, I, I'm not sure what it accomplishes or accomplished. Like, to me, it's sort of a just fucking ignore him. Let the, the people that support him right. are going to support him. So literally all you can do is go vote against him because that's what we have. It's not a matter of, you know, he's rising to power through a dictatorship or there's going to be a military coup in America. We literally have a chance to say how much we don't like him at the ballot box. So going and being disruptive and it just... It reduces people to his level, is like, because that's what he wants. He loves the carnival. Yeah, and it's it's going to make ten times as many people show back up there when he has another one of those. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you do realize it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying. I, I think we were talking about this on here either last week or the week before about um, assassinating. Uh, Oh, Kennedy? Politicians and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I think I even made the comparison, like, if they assassinated Trump, he would go down as a fucking genius and yeah. the man who was totally going to make America great again. Yeah. Like, he yeah. would be that guy. I mean, I mean, this is that on a smaller degree. It's like, you've canceled the man's rally, and so now people are going to rally behind him because of that in that area. Because he's now a beacon of free speech. You've 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 essentially, you, you know, even though it wasn't the government doing it, they're going to use this as a rally cry for freedom of speech. And and however many people, like if if you looked on the inside of that that um, arena, it, it was not packed. It was not packed with Trump supporters. I guarantee you, next time he has a rally there. It's going to be packed to the gills. There's going to be 10 times as many people. There's going to, you know, and I'm not saying don't protest. Sure, it's fucking protest outside. Have a few people sneak inside, do things that are kind of funny or momentarily disruptive, but then leave. Have them usher you out. Don't fight people. Don't fucking rush the state. Don't do not do any of that. Don't yeah, make it to where you're actually canceling it. got taken down by the Secret Service. Is like, dude... You are not helping anyone's cause. I read this about Dayton, Ohio. I thought this was a great idea. If you want to protest, um, there was there was something on Facebook, and several of my friends in Dayton, Ohio, shared it. Which is, they you go to Trump's website and you register for two tickets to see Trump, and then you don't go. And if you can get, you know, a thousand of your friends to register. I mean, sure, yes, people will still, like, like when you went to see the Book of Mormon, you went and you stood in line and, you know, if someone didn't show up, you got in. Yeah, so there will be Trump supporters that get in, but if you can get as many people as possible to say, yeah, yeah, I want free tickets to see Trump, and they give them to you, and then you don't show up at the day of, oh, shit, a thousand people didn't show up, now we have to find a thousand Trump supporters to get, I mean, literally, that to me is a great way of protesting. You just try and empty out the arenas. You yeah. take the tickets away from, from people. Well, I also feel like if, if you really want to hurt Trump in the long run, don't cancel his rallies. Let that fucker talk, man, because I, what he's doing right now may get him in the head in the polls with just the Republicans. Yeah, he might be able to stir up a lot of shit in the Republican base, but when it comes time to for a general election... 
and they're playing videos of him saying things like, we need to kill terrorist families and shit. Did you see that interview where he's calling in to, uh, I think it was Fox, and he, and he said, uh, it's not enough just to go after the terrorists, we need to go after their families. The look of just shock on even the Fox News reporters' faces. They're just like looking at the camera like, I don't even know how the fuck to respond to this right now. Yeah. Dude, you know, he just he just said we need to kill uh, women and children, basically, you know? And, uh, I mean, just things, you know, that oh, Mexico is sending us rapists and we need to stop Muslims from immigrating to the U.S. Stuff like that is not going to go well in a general election. In a general election, you're kind of fighting for the middle, you know? Yeah. The right's going to be on the right. The left's going to be on the left. The middle does not resonate with let's go kill their families Let's build a wall to keep all these racist or these these rapist Mexicans out. Let's let's you know stop Muslim. That does not resonate well with the middle at all. He will lose the middle. You know that's I think that's why a lot of Republicans are kind of worried right now because they're like, if this fucker gets the nomination, we're done. We he does not talk to swing voters at all. If he doesn't get the nomination, he's going to run as an independent and he's going to completely divide our base. We're fucked either way. Well, I think they're fucked either way anyway because I have read several, or was I listening to a news guy? I read it. It's really, really interesting thing that said that the only reason people like uh, uh, Kasich, Kasich and uh, Rubio haven't dropped out is because they are trying to continually fraction the delegates. Like, they know Trump is getting a ton of them, but they want to make sure that the rest of them are so spread out that they can go into the Republican convention and then the party pushes through who they want. Because unless Trump can seal the deal, which he might be able to, um, if, if Trump gets all the delegates, then he's their guy. But if he is even one short going into the convention... Then the Republican Party can say, well, it came down to Trump and Cruz or Rubio, and even though Rubio was in third place, he's our man. And yeah. that's that's what they're doing. Is So even though Rubio continually gets the shit kicked out of him, as does Kasich, they, they're, they're in it just to divide Trump's votes because they know if they were to drop out, then, then he gets everything. The only people that have dropped out so far are the people that were getting, you know, like, one or two percent that didn't make a difference right and I, I think the only way that he really is not a threat to them anymore is if he's not talking if he's going away if his supporters are yeah the protest uh, I, I mean, Chicago if, just keeps him in the news gives him what he yeah. does is he does because uh, he's gonna go back stronger yeah he does jujitsu he turns it like I heard him give a speech where I they, they kept playing the clip on the news where he said in his Trump ways, like, they can come at us and we have to take it, it's fine, they can be violent, but we have to be good about it, that's fine, because we're better people. Like, literally, all he does at his, I mean, up to this point, you've heard him say nothing but incendiary bullshit, throw him out, get him out of here, you know, get that guy, rapist, right. and the instant Chicago happens, he goes, oh, see, all we're doing yeah. is talking and they're throwing stones, see, we're good people, and the people that because are Because stopping a rally does not make him stop talking or go away. Right, right. That just rallies support for him even more, man. You have to let him fucking talk himself out now, man. He's he, he, he's, he's gonna, he's hurting his party by being up there. Yeah. So, fucking let him be up there, man. 
I mean, sure, have a protest outside, send some people inside to, to fucking wave signs or whatever real quick, and then and then have them go out. But don't you don't get violent. Don't be pushing people around. Don't be don't be disrupting the entire event, man. Because I mean, think about it on the flip side. How would this look if a bunch of Trump supporters did this to a Bernie Sanders? convention you know what i mean or rally and and, and yeah fucking got like, the thing shut down yeah. i mean people on their left would be losing their fucking minds right now yeah so i i disagree with you a little bit i would say and i get people get inflamed and they want i would say don't even protest outside you know like literally just fucking ignore him and i say that as we're dedicating a big chunk of a podcast to him talking about him but overall, just oh, like Trump's going to be in town. Well, fucking ignore him, you know. Like besides, it's like he's got a lot of supporters now. But what I'm thinking is going to happen is that uh, November's a long time away, and Trump supporters are some of the dumbest individuals in our country, right? I'm thinking natural selection will kill off most of his. Did his, you see that his... Onion article? No. Oh, that was a great fucking Onion article. It said, uh, I can't remember exactly the headline, but it was like proud Trump supporter. Uh, will die in fireworks hit mishap long before November. And like that, that was the thing. Is then they had this picture of this fucking, you know, fat white trash guy. Um, that, that literally the article said, you know, I, I support Trump to the edge. Said uh, Joe P. Uh, Joe Q. Average who come spring will die mishandling fireworks. Like that was the whole point. Is like you said, <laughs> natural selection is these. Is he, I plan on voting for him. Said the man who won't make it to November because of his, you know, inclination to mishandle M80s. It was really funny, but that was the thing is he was going to die in a firework, um, uh, firework mishap. I will say, I, I am surprised that he is, he's doing as well as he's doing in the polls. I, I was wrong. I had been saying the whole time leading up to the primaries, oh, these are just a few small votes. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I was sadly mistaken. I, I did not think that this many people would actually vote for this fucking whack job, man. People are incredibly stupid and apparently incredibly angry. I saw a great clip of Obama earlier, and I don't know what it's from, but he said, I don't understand what world these Republicans live in. They keep saying we want to make America great again, go back to the good old times. Like what, 2008 when I was elected off into office, when we were going through the greatest economic collapse since the Depression? You know, right. I mean, they, they really, it's just insane. Which it's because they'll, they'll, they'll remember the past, but they'll only highlight the good parts of the past. Like they'll, they'll oh, remember yeah. Guns like and Roses part. in 1988, <laughs> but they'll ignore all the fat mutton chop stuff out of Axel ever since. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why fucking Guns and Roses can reunite and people for some reason want to see them. Right. Uh, let it go. Keep their keep their, their their nostalgic good memories of them. But when you go see them at Coachella, it's just going to be fucking fat Axel with no voice anymore. Yeah, that's it's, it's true, man. I I don't know, man. I I, I would have a uh, Ah, a little bit of a wine. Come on, man. Axel and Slash. Duff. And it, yeah, I don't know, man. Again, that goes back to where this started. Duff, the bass player that holds Ax uh, Guns N' Roses together. You put a different bass player in Guns N' Roses, and they are not as popular. Listen to the bass lines. He arranged those songs and did interesting shit. I like that I was just kind of riffing on um, <laughs> gen genetic modifications. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck did you just say about bass players? <laughs> like, all right, fine. Um, 
What about the keyboardists in rock bands? I kind of hey, feel like even worse. No, no, piano. The, not just the keyboardists, the guitar players, the guy that played the the, oh, the, the guitar. Yeah, the, the the keyboard that was played over the shoulder like a guitar. Remember in the eighties when they threw them on uh, bands uh, over their sh- the the guitar straps. Oh yeah, yeah, those were fucking atrocious, man. Yeah. Or the, uh, the the classic SNL skit about the, uh, the the cowbell guy and Don't Fear the Reaper, the cowboy, the cowbell I, player. Remember that? Yeah, and I think that's goes back to what you're talking about. I think people remember that sketch uh, with fond nostalgia and not really for what it is. That was another sketch that was ruined by Jimmy Fallon giggling. Like, it could have been a great, wonderful, <laughs> hilarious sketch if just played straight, but every time, you know, Walken goes, I need more cowbell or, or something, you see Fallon just giggling and ruining the entire sketch, and I, I couldn't stand it. Like, I don't think it ruined the sketch for it, me. You say it's still a good sketch. It's an okay sketch, but it's got to be played straight. That's what makes it funny is when you play it straight, not when you sit there and giggle on fucking camera. Yeah, not not through the whole thing anyway, man. Maybe once or twice at the end, you know. Save it, save it. Put 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 it at the end of the fireworks show, you know. Save it's it for the, the grand finale. The overture. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Um, Jake, send me comedy this week. I will. All right. Bye. Later.